Josephine decided then with Mr. on the porch. Even if that day had held nothing more, she told Caleb, still she would have run. Yes, she would run. As Josephine turned her head back around to face Mr., a warbler called from down toward the river. It's sweet, 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 clear as the brightening day. Mr. said, Look after your missus. The doctor coming today. Don't you forget. He stepped off the porch into the dirt of the front path and looked up at her, his dark beard dusty from the fields, his eyes shadowed. Last month, the curing barn had burned to the ground, and they'd lost some horses, too. Their screams terrible to hear. The winter before, Mr.'s father, Papa Bo, had passed on, and the cow stopped giving milk and Hap, the field hand, died from a bee sting. He got all puffed up and started scrabbling at the ground. Otis said, like he was digging his own grave, save the others the work. Now Mrs. Lou and her fits. There was an affliction in Mr. He had cause for sorrow, but Josephine did not pity him. She nodded, her cheek on fire. Mr. walked in long steps down the sloping back hill of the yard, across the raw, furrowed rows they had had no seed to plant. Jackson, the Negro overseer, watched over the others. Picking time, and the field just barely begun. Over at the Stanmores, they had hundreds of acres, dozens of slaves, and already the first tobacco leaves were finished drying and sent to market, the wagons rumbling by the house the nut-brown bundles piled high in the back. Mister would always spit when he saw one pass by on the road to town. Josephine watched Mister go. She wanted to bring her hand to her cheek, but she didn't. She spat a red streak across the weathered floorboards, rubbed at it with her bare right foot, and then picked up her basket, stepped down off the porch, around the side of the house. There was a lightness in her a giddiness almost. She walked down the slight slope, the grass cool under her feet, the sun a little higher now, the low mist burning off. Run. The word echoed thunderous in her ear and filled her head like a physical, liquid thing. Run. Josephine had not been born at Bell Creek, but she knew no other place. Riverbank, Sink, fire pit, field. These had been the four corners of Josephine's world all 17 years of her life. Mrs. Lou kept Josephine close, sent another to run the errands in town, took a hand servant hired from the Stanmores with her back when she used to travel. Josephine stayed behind. She knew the stream that twisted west of the fields, the narrow banks only a few yards across sycamores and willows overhead, their branches trailing in the water. Here is where she'd do the wash, cool her feet, fish for brown trout and catfish and walleye perch. She knew the twists and turns of the bank, the mossy bits and where a large stone angled its peak out of the water and underneath spread dark and wide. She knew the fields in all seasons, brown and fallow, greening and ripe, 
and the grown tobacco plants rising nearly to her shoulders, the leaves as wide as her arms outstretched. She knew the big house, built by Papa Bo's childless brother Henry, back when the state of Virginia seemed blessed by both God and nature in the bounty of her riches. Henry's barren wife had devoted the fullness of her attentions to keeping a house sparkling and outfitted with the best that her husband's tobacco dollars could purchase or build. A wraparound porch in front, bedrooms many and large upstairs, full-plate glass windows in the parlor, a horsehair settee for sitting on when sipping from the bone china tea service marked with green ink upon the bottom of each cup and a library tucked at the back of the first floor, the books bound in red and brown leather, stamped with gold along their spines.